You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Baby Babbles Podcasting. It is I, DJ Impact, and I'm here with Sin City Steve, and we are your, your guys for this podcast. Matt Michaels is out on a Tools concert, so that must be exciting. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Maynard puts on a hell of a show, so he's, oh, he's definitely get, he's getting his, money, his money's worth tonight. You know what's interesting? I've, I've seen um promo promotions where I thought I've seen them play at like House of Blues. And I'm just it's interesting to think how do you go from House of Blues to T Mobile? Were they just doing like an intimate like oh, yeah. even, so do they do that Dude, I've 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 seen I've seen Maynard in one of his other side projects perform in a uh, in an opera theater hall before. Oh wow. Okay. So like it, it, any any number of like eccentric possibilities yeah. it, it's all fair game when it comes to any of his his bands that he's a part of so Got yeah. you. okay yeah well i'm sure it's going to be a great show and uh and rob is doing his comedy thing so he's uh doing oh, yeah. show tonight so uh so shout out to everybody doing things but it's great always since city when it's when it's us two here you know the last time it was us it was so funny last time it was we was on here hey we got swerved on. We were, I was bitching. We were bitching. What the heck is going on? Well, things is definitely a lot clearer now, and I definitely yeah. want to get your uh, your thoughts on on that. But before we jump on that, um, uh, yeah, leading up to everything, there was the um, the conf- the um, press event that was here in Vegas, and um, I know we we mentioned it a little bit last week, but you was actually there. Um, yeah. none of, none of the rest of us was actually there. How was it, man? It seemed like it was live from the, I mean, just off the it hook was, from the, from the dude, TV. it was, it was dope, man. Um, the, uh, the thing is it was genuinely free. Um, yeah. so as long as you, uh, wanted to brave the, uh, the elements, um, <laughs> and, uh, hang out outside of T-Mobile arena yeah. and, uh, yeah, it was, it was free. I'd say that they had a good couple thousand people. Yeah. Um, they had, uh, they filled in. Uh, the side sections first, which was pretty interesting. So okay. you had the you had the stage obviously in its normal layout uh, right. at one end of the arena, and then they filled in the the two areas, um, the two the two uh, seating sections next to that stage, and then they kind of fanned out, filling in the center sections last, which I thought to be interesting, but it makes all the sense in the world because if they are going to get crowd shots then they're going to strictly use that end as the hard cam. So it's not really right. going to focus on any fans whatsoever. Sure. Um, and, you know, it was, it was really cool, man. They, uh, I, I'd say the only downside for it is 
uh, and it wasn't just me that said it. A lot of people were assuming that they would make that mania announcement for 2025. And when that didn't happen, it was kind of like, uh, this is incomplete. All right. <laughs> so uh, when are they coming back out here and saying, all right, but here's something to look forward to next year, something of that nature. But it didn't happen. Hopefully Vegas still is in the running and procures yeah. mania in 2025. As we've learned through formula one, through the super yeah. bowl, Mm -hmm. This city can take large scale events that's yeah. going to bring hundreds of thousands of people. And yep. yeah, it it's awesome, man. Bring it on. Bring on Mania 2025. I'm actually shocked that Mania hasn't already been here because I, I kind of thought by the time they open up that stadium, I, I knew now, when, now, granted, when it was completed, it was during COVID, so nobody was using it. But by the time they were beginning to... Uh, to start occupying it, I, I think it was a chance for uh, for Mania to. I mean, if if they would have wanted to, could have could have could have been in there already to 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 hold the first biggest huge event. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that they haven't done it, but when they do it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to bring in everybody. Uh, well, I mean, keep in mind the last time that they were here in Vegas was WrestleMania nine in the Caesars Palace parking lot in a venue that they created specifically for WrestleMania nine. So, right. Yeah. 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 They uh, they had they they built an open air amphitheater and got about uh, 19,000 people to show up to the Caesars pa Caesars Palace <laughs> parking lot for WrestleMania nine. Pretty interesting shit. And you know just how far they've come. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, shout out to uh, uh, American Bam Bam here that's with us, and that's right. We're you know there's always going to be some crying or some some bitching going on on here, but you know what? The bottom line I think is that um, now that we know where things are going, um, I got to tell you, Sin City, I'm 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 actually okay with it, and I know that there are people. I, by the way, I'm not a part of this group. Um, I know there is a group who believe that, you know, WWE quickly switched everything back around, that they really was going to go with The Rock and that fans. I actually don't believe that. I actually do believe it probably originally was going to be planned this way. And the only reason why I say that I have to believe this is because it's, I cannot, I cannot think that you put this much in building Cody's story to say we're not going to do it. I'm just saying. We, we get to debate this. I'm actually pretty happy about this because we're going <laughs> to do this on the fly. We didn't even discuss this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it, just it, was, it was definitely a pivot, man. I think the exact opposite. I think it was yeah? a pivot for sure. And why yeah. is that? So keep in mind, uh, Cody at, at the SmackDown where he seemingly abdicated his title shot to Roman Reigns mm -hmm. and Everybody made light of how bad that made Cody look and how much of a geek he looked like after that show. Um, the fans completely rejected it everywhere. Yeah. Um, you saw the We Want Cody stuff. Now, how much of that was put out by WWE? Who knows? But in any event, what we do know is that they made some decisions. So if if this was the decision all along, then Okay, um, but I, dude, if I had any kind of a, a betting stake in it, I would, I would venture to say that they pivoted 
as soon as they saw the negative reaction that their brand new board member received. But why- why, why would why would they bank on on Rock being a heel? Why why would they assume that that he's going to come back and that he's going to get this reaction that he got? If 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 it's any other time period, why also, they're going to have the Rock come back and he's going to be a gigantic babyface. But how do you then explain, like Cody when he first off he won. He gets to choose who he want. We yep. all know what belt he wanted to go for. So why do you just throw the rock in there and we're just supposed to just ignore all of that? Like because was, they, they, they had been building, they had been building to that for two, two plus years. And I'll I'll be I'll be the first one to admit that. You know, this is something that they were talking about doing last year in LA. But Dwayne's schedule couldn't couldn't make it work, so that's why we got the matchups that we did. Um, but realistically, this you know he gets named to the board, and then just a few days later, everything happens. Now keep in mind the X factor in all this is that Vince McMahon was very publicly ousted right around this time as well, so. You can say whatever you want, but they generated a ton of buzz, an absolutely ton of buzz. And as American Bam Bam says, magically, Vince McMahon ain't been ain't been talked about anymore. And this is the topic of the day. How surprising. Yeah. Realistically, if there's something that is giving you negative PR, what better way than to do something crazy and outlandish? just to get people's minds onto the new thing and away from the negative thing. But can that still have been, so what I'm, I, I like to think of this in, 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 into long-term planning. Okay. Like we, we talked about. So I'm just saying, I don't believe the, the rock probably wasn't necessarily originally into all this, they probably did see that opportunity to, to maybe throw that in after what happened to Vince um, as a distraction. But I don't think it was ever still planning on making it Roman versus Rock. That's all I'm saying. Could it was it still all right to, to, to what they did? Was that all the distraction and plan? I'm sure that all that that probably came in afterwards. But I'm just, I, it's, it's just hard to believe that they were just going to take that away from Cody that way. That was just more than a distraction. That was now like, how could you not see that coming? How would you not think that fans would not have that type of reaction? Now you're being naive to the product you're that you're putting together. I mean, they're controlling the, the narrative, and that would be something that was just like, well, why we're we just throwing all this away? I don't yeah, know. I mean. Yeah. Dude, it ultimately, I I think that for me, it is looking at this new era of WWE and giving them the best possible, um, best possible case scenario in that, hey, they're actually listening to their fans with the product. Yeah. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that in my mind, you know, that's that's what I'm going to commit to, that that's my truth. 
Right. Um, because, you know, I, I do want to believe that things are different and that everything is running much more differently than previously. Um, and that is, uh, I mean, it's apparent on the production of the shows. Um, you're, you're definitely able to tell a difference. Uh, and I can say that being somebody who watched the product, stopped watching the product for one reason or another, mm -hmm. uh, because of dissatisfaction. And now that I've started watching again, um, I'm noticing that things are, I don't want to say more adult oriented because that's, that immediately puts a different connotation out there, but it's, it's a more aggressive kind of a realist kind of an approach that I'm getting from their programming. Mm -hmm. And that meet that media event was, was something that really kind of put everything into perspective and just put the best foot forward for me um, as somebody that I, I, I love mania season every year, whether I'm watching the program or not, I'm going to yeah. at least follow more because this is the best time of the entire year to be a professional wrestling fan, yeah. regardless of what you say. Um, the lead up from, from the rumble to mania is a time period that just about anybody can get into. Um, right. That that is a that is a professional wrestling fan, not right. that's an AEW fan. That not that is you know a WWE fan. But if you're a professional wrestling fan, there's no other time of the year like Rumble to Mania. Right. Nope. Absolutely agree. Um, I'm excited to see where things are going, and I one thing I want to shout out right quick is I, I probably every week. We we keep we keep saying that, man. Seth promo is Scott. This is the best this week. This is the best this dude. Week. I, I you know what? This that guy's is, on a roll. Let me tell you something. You almost his promos are have just been so much fire that the reality of it is is it's almost as like he's not injured. Like you don't you don't even pay attention to that. You don't even think. I mean, you know, in the back of your head. He is, but he, he puts on such a great promo that it's something that's not even being paid attention to. That's how great it is and how much of a good work that he's doing um, to a point where, you know, whoever, whenever the match is announced with him, even though we have an idea of how it's going to go based on his condition, he makes you think otherwise. And you got to appreciate that, man, because this was another solid promo uh put together again um he's on, he's on fire steve I, i'm liking what's coming out of stuff right uh seth right now absolutely man and you know i think that despite him coming off as an absolute fucking geek of the week uh <laughs> after that media event dude like right. seriously you know if you look at it just just in in terms of appearance if nothing else um and you know i i heard this on a couple of other podcasts Mm -hmm. You had you had Roman Reigns out there. He's in a tracksuit. He's an athlete. He's your champion. He's looking like a million bucks. You had Cody out there. He's in a suit. He's looking like a million bucks. Um, you had The Rock out there. It's The Rock. You can have him out there in virtually anything. He's going to be fine because he's earned that. Right. You have Seth Rollins out there looking like a fucking sideshow grandstander. Uh, yeah. somebody that's trying to get you to, you know, play a carnival game. And it's like, can you take this guy seriously? Um, but the fact is this guy 
has gone out and continues to deliver in his promos. We already know that he's amazing in the ring. Right. We've known that for quite some time. For him to step up his promo game, not that his promo game was ever bad right. by any exactly. means. Yep. Um, but he's just kicked it up a notch and he's just gotten better than he ever has been, especially here lately. Um, right. And, you know, going into his, his mania match, which, you know, we'll find out who he's facing via the elimination chamber, which it yeah. better be Drew McIntyre. But anyway, that's beside the point. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that we all know, regardless of the outcome of the match, as you mentioned, Seth is going to go out there. He's going to have a killer match that is going to steal the show of whatever night of WrestleMania he's on because he right. does that every single year. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, I mean, speaking on Drew, Drew is firing at all cylinders. I'm at this point ready to just say, dude, just, I mean, he wins it, you know? Um, um, so take, take this however you will. Yeah, Drew McIntyre has not signed his his extension for WWE. Wow! So they've sent him a contract, and he's had it for a little over two months now. Uh, he has not signed that extension. So keep you keep that in I the back of your mind as we head into Elimination Chamber. Why is he holding off on it? Is he interested? I don't know. Trying to, I mean, he's not, I, he clearly don't. I'm want not. To I'm not. I'm not going to say, oh, he's going to leave and go to AEW or anything like that, but. It's it's telling. Um, you would think that somebody like Drew McIntyre would, you know, sign that contract, sign that deal, stick around with WWE, and right. continue continue to be a, a top level player. Um, but it, it's it's very maybe, interesting that he has maybe that he's kind of holding it over them. Like let's say if he's not given the. Um, okay to win this particular elimination chamber that maybe it's like i'm out after this i mean i don't think that it's necessarily that match um okay. i think that i think that it comes down to more so how he's portrayed in the match um i would think that you know creatively um him coming out with the cm punk um the the cm punk main event uh trolling shirt uh, that's on WWE shop right now, for instance, it's, it's pretty interesting um, why they would give him this platform, this increased exposure, this, this new t-shirt that clearly they had graphic <laughs> designers whip up. Right. And yet he's still not signed. So it, it's, it's very interesting. It, uh, it definitely feels like as if they're trying to appeal to him to keep him in the fold. Yeah. Um, but it it's very interesting. I, I, I you know uh, I will say this. I um, <laughs> American Bam Bam is on it tonight. Uh, first off, he is, I, man. I I wouldn't forget Drew uh, McIntyre because um, I've been a fan of his for 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 quite some time, and but his work as of what he's doing right now is is very believable. And, oh yeah, you know, and he's got a great story too. I mean. Is I, I sometimes just sit back and laugh, watch, you know, watching the fact that he's winning this title in an empty room. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. 
honestly, that that is an extreme injustice. And for, him not, and for him to not get back to the top of the mountain at any point with fans in attendance, yeah, that Ooh. that says something. Um, yep. he 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 carried your company during its during the darkest days of that <laughs> company or of any wrestling company. Let's be real. Um, it, it was it was a time period unlike any that we will ever experience again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, like he he led you through that dark time and for him to not really, you know, have another championship reign after that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not good optically. Yeah. Um, so just quickly this past week, uh, you know, watched all the raw here. Uh, everything was as good as you would uh, expect as we're moving towards mania. Uh, Liv Morgan over Zoe, I guess. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, okay. Our truth, JD McDonough. Okay. All right. There was a the match there. Everything truth is doing is just on a whole nother level right now, just with his entertainment. And, uh, and I, you know what? And I got to tell you, JD because I, I was definitely a fan of his in NXT, didn't know quite how he was going to be uh, used when he got met, put over to the main roster. But um, he, he's holding his own, you know, he's holding his own. And um, I don't know how quite far that, that he would go, but putting him in with Judgment Day uh, seems to be a pretty good move uh, to do. So and and our truth now is making it very uh, entertaining having uh, you know him on that team as well. Uh, so there was that. There was a men's elimination chamber match, LA Knight and Ivar. We all kind of knew how that was gonna go. And uh and then of course there was Sami Zayn and, and Shinsuke. Shinsuke's another one, right? That's doing some great work right now. And I think pretty much the reason why he's doing a lot of great work is because first off, you're allowing him to speak in his native language, right? That makes it so much comfortable, so much easier. Cause we already know he could do the work in the ring. But it's yep. hard when you have to make somebody, you know, speak in English when it's just, when it's not their, their 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 you know it's a second language for them, and so he's now comfortable in that element. When you watch him uh, speaking, you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, this is the Shinsuke that we are uh, that we wanted to really get a chance to see. So uh, good work for him, and it doesn't matter winning or losing; it's because of what he's doing. Uh, with his promos, he's still okay. He's still on fire. So overall, I thought Raw was cool, though, man. I don't know if you watched all of Raw, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that show. I still can't bring myself to spend three hours and invest in Raw. Um, yeah, you I, 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 yeah I, I, if somebody but, tells me, hey, you got to go watch this segment, uh, like the, the Rollins promos, um, yeah. You know, and, and you mentioned it, American Bam Bam is really good about, you know, just reaching out and saying, hey, yeah. check this out, check that out. And, you know, I uh, I value his opinion, I guess, enough to uh, go check that stuff out at this point. But, sure, uh, sure. but yeah, it's uh, I I'm coming around on SmackDown. Um, give me some time to get to Raw. Got you. Well, no doubt. Um, I won't jump right over in in the SmackDown. Let's right in the middle between Raw and SmackDown. There's is, is, is a bunch of AEW. By the way, 
you actually that same week well last weekend super bowl weekend i mean god yeah. I'm just, time is just flying by uh collision was here in in the vegas area out in uh henderson mm -hmm. you went to that how did it go yeah. man i i saw a couple of shots um fan shots and it wasn't bad so um yeah last week was an interesting week uh it yeah. all started um I guess it would be last Monday uh, with the Super Bowl opening night, uh, mm -hmm. which was here in Vegas. Um, had a, an opportunity to attend that event. It was pretty dope. Um, oh, and then, uh, yeah. yeah, and then uh, all the all the Super Bowl stuff that was here. Um, and then I uh, I chose to take my ass to Phoenix and check out Dynamite. Oh, that's and uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I I mainly did it to uh, to witness history. Uh, I, Sting is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I saw this as an opportunity to be there live to witness his, him winning his last championship that he will ever hold in his career. Yeah. Um, which that happened last week where he and Darby beat big bill and Ricky Starks for the tag titles on dynamite. Okay. So that was really cool to see live. Um, very, very good house in Phoenix. Um, a lot of walk-ups that I noticed as well. Sure. Um, so that was really encouraging. Uh, the uh, I, I came back to Vegas in time for Collision. Hit that up, and uh, the Collision uh, ticket sales leading up to the event were downright miserable. They were right. bad. Yeah. Um, it was documented everywhere. Uh, less than two thousand. Um, it was it was not good. Um, but fortunately, they did have some good walk-up. Uh, I noticed that they had, I believe, two sections uh, with the hard cam uh, that they had tarped off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all told, Dollar Loan Center is not a large venue anyway. Right. Um, but let's just hope that that is rock bottom for them um, because it was seeing the attendance numbers, uh, being in the building, it definitely felt like as if there were more than 2,000 people there. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty interesting show as well. Um, Ishii is always a, a good, a good fun match. Um, and you know, his match that he had with orange Cassidy there was, uh, was no exception. So right. that was, uh, it was, it was a good show. Um, a good week of programming last week. So, uh, I appreciate you and, uh, Rob holding it down last week uh, oh, yeah. while I was not here. So thank you very much for that. No doubt. No doubt. And you enjoyed, uh, yeah, you enjoyed Dynamite this this week. What they had to offer? This week's Dynamite was pretty fucking fire, man. Um, mm. It was bookended by two solid matches. Uh, okay. John Moxley and Dax Harwood kicked off the show, uh, and just by saying who's in the match, you know what kind of a match it's going to be. Yeah, sure. Uh, these these two guys were sitting back. They were throwing bombs. They were they were putting on a solid solid wrestling match. Right. Um, obviously. It was Valentine's Day, so you know, of course, they had uh, a couple of kiss spots in there. Um, so obviously, the internet got pretty pissed off about that. Oh, um, I did remember seeing one yeah. of those chats. <laughs> That's what that was about. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, whatever, whatever at this point. <laughs> um, but and that's that's the thing is I, I I fear that this match got overshadowed by you know the the playful aspect of the match. Um, and you know, the extra stuff that they did, um, Moxley picked up the win in 18 minutes, uh, putting Dax to sleep. 
Um, and then the other half of that, that bookend was Orange Cassidy and Matt Taven uh, of the kingdom um, going on last in a Texas death match. Uh, of course, there was blood. Um, and yeah, yeah, there was more blood in this match than in the Moxley match. Imagine oh, wow. that. That is shocking. Um, but yeah, there was also some sports entertainment uh, intertwined in here. Uh, you had uh, Trent Beretta. Shout out to him for running down to the ring after uh, Mike Bennett, and uh, you know you had you had everybody out there trying to offset the odds. Roddy Strong was out there, yeah. So of course Trent Beretta goes out there to even the odds, but in a uh, in a nod to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator Two, okay, he comes down the ramp with a box of flowers. And oh. you know, takes takes the box apart, and it's not a shotgun, obviously, yeah. but he had a lead pipe in there. Uh, it was it was a cool visual, really cool nod. Uh, you had uh, the the nod to Chuck Taylor as well, who had who sent the Valentine heart that had uh, a bunch of thumbtacks in it, which were uh, you know involved yeah. in some spots in the match too. Right. Um, Taven took a crazy fucking dive. Uh, they propped up a table uh, against the announce table on the outside, uh, and Taven dazed Orange Cassidy. Taven ran and jumped over the top rope, did a head first dive, and fucking lawn darted himself right into this table, Ooh. right into this fucking table. Um, it looked it looked brutal, and then uh, yeah, it, Orange Cassidy basically rolled him back into the ring. Picked up the win. Um, very, very solid stuff there. Um, now let's let's uh, talk a little bit about something I didn't like so much. All right. Um, and that is the Darby Allen promo. Uh, so obviously we talked about Darby Allen and Sting right. winning the AEW tag titles last week. Yep. Now, what I did not mention is after that match, you had Darby Allen. Sting and Sting's two sons get laid out immediately after the match by Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the young bucks. Ah. They, they bludgeon Darby to the point where the, uh, the Jacksons are out there in white suits. They're in <laughs> white suits and you know, what's coming next. Darby Allen is bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And so they, uh, yeah, they cover the freaking suits of Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Um, was this on dynamite? This was on dynamite last week. Oh, last um, week. Okay. Last week. And then uh fun note on rampage, the new young, the new young bucks entrance um, with the, you know, they've got a, a bit of a succession ripoff theme. So no longer are they out there to the, you know, the yeah. B elite or the uh, Kansas song the carry on my wayward son. Um, so they're out there in a bit of a succession ripoff song. It's it's really heelish. They're playing up the fact that they're EVPs, they're executive vice presidents. Basically, all of the hate that they get online every week, every day, anyway, they are now just shoehorning that into their gimmick and to their gotcha. character. Yeah, they've renamed their their finish. It's no longer the BTE trigger. It's now the EVP trigger. <laughs> um, so that I loved. That was fine. Yeah. Um. But Darby Allen gets on the mic after, uh, you know, after calling out the Young Bucks. And yep. 
Dude, this promo served no one any good service oh boy. in AEW. Um, they didn't talk about getting jumped last week. They didn't talk about Sting not being in the building this week. Okay. They didn't talk about the fact that the Young Bucks are still out there wearing the blood-stained suits with Darby's blood on them a week later, um, despite the fact that they've changed their facial hair twice in that <laughs> amount of time, which is pretty fucking funny, by the way. Um, yeah. So that they've done nothing with continuity on that. Interesting. The other thing is there were uh, there were some lines that were mentioned that when AEW started, Darby Allen was homeless and he begged the Young Bucks for a job and that they, they would not give him a job. They wouldn't even give him a look. Yeah. So they, uh, as Darby said, thankfully there was an AV, an EVP uh, with, you know, some brains and he wasn't talking about Kenny Omega. <laughs> so you do the math on who the other EVP was. Oh yeah, that's right. Cody Rhodes. And that right. elicited a loud Cody chant. Ah, so, ah. so obviously the number one baby face in the other company is now getting <laughs> cheers, uh, on the other show. Wow. Nice job. Nice job. It didn't do anything to help anybody out. Um, wasn't good, but I will tell you a promo that I fucking loved. Okay. And that was the Samoa Joe swerve Strickland and hangman page promo. Um, so those three are going at it at Revolution in a three-way for the okay. world title. Dude, this match, they are building this match. We always talk about AEW not building matches. They're letting this thing build. Um, the fans want to boo Hangman. They want to fucking boo this guy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Tony Khan. I don't know if it's the Bucks. I don't know who is doing this, but let that happen. Go full steam ahead with this heel with this heel hangman. Um, Swerve Strickland is out there. He is a monster babyface. He's the biggest babyface in your company. Wow. Yet you're pushing him as a heel. <laughs> Swerve Strickland has gotten over as a babyface organically, not wow. by any of the stuff that he's done that's sure. been outlandishly bad, but right. because his promos are so fucking good, the guy is on another level in the ring. He is putting everything together. And quite frankly, this is what so many people had assumed and expected that we were going to get from Swerve when he was in WWE and even when he was in NXT. Because yeah. while Swerve was a North American champion in NXT and he did great things, dude, if you haven't seen Swerve in AEW, you're not seeing, you haven't seen the surface even be scratched with the stuff wow. that he can do. Um, I really, I really recommend that, was on Dynamite. That, that you check this shit out. Yes. Dynamite, the dynamite promo. Once this promo was over, I, I had a couple of people actually say I wasn't sold on the match, but after this promo, I'm sold on it and I'm going to order the pay-per-view, which is okay. pretty fucking cool that the viewers of the show reached out to me and you know, they've, they felt the, the need to say that to me. Um, Dude, revolutions, revolutions. Well, I gotta check hot. it out. I record. Is you know, AEW records every week. I just never yeah. watch it. But so, but this seems like this past week maybe be uh, worth giving it a a watch and see everything it, that kind of took place. It you know, seems like they're rebounding, man. It seems like they're rebounding. Um, and then you know, of course, on Rampage you have Sammy Guevara damn near kill Jeff Hardy. <laughs> 
I'm sure you saw that or at least heard about it. I have heard. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sammy. So Sammy went for a shooting star and just gave Jeff Hardy a good old knee drop right to the back of the head. Oh. And it, so the thing is, yes, he, he altered the way that he was flying through the air because it was not supposed to land. Like Jeff was supposed to get his feet up anyway. Right. But the overcorrection was what led to Sammy actually knocking Jeff out with, uh, with that shooting star. So dude, if, if Sammy Guevara was in WWE, I would give him shit, a lot of shit by now. So I right. have to give him shit on this show because I have to keep it. I have to keep it a hundred. Like you cannot go out there and, and be haphazard in the ring. We've seen him injure jet. We've seen him injure Matt Hardy before several <laughs> years ago during the pandemic. We mm-hmm. saw we saw him drop Matt on the back of his head on concrete. Right. And now he's he's hitting Jeff with a freaking knee drop. Even if it is inadvertent, it doesn't. Dude, he's done this one too many times. Sure. And w- the next time they might not be getting up. So it's wow. not not very yeah. good. Sure. Ooh. Well, there's that, I guess. I um I thought I thought um, SmackDown was really good, just all over, and not just saying uh, how the show started with, uh, well, actually it ended with uh, Rock and Roman, but, um, but yeah. With, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but just all of them. I, yeah, the Kevin Owens and Dominic, it's just amazing to see that, you know, although Dominic gets booed and, you know, he's, ultimate heel you like to say is because of the booze he get um you know he's really coming out to be a uh, a really good talent in the ring overall and and although you know you won't necessarily expect him at least right now we don't see him going you know further than where he's at right now he's still at a good point you know in in his wrestling career but great match overall and you know kevin owens of course uh took that uh that uh qualifying match so that was good the Miz and Logan Paul once again Logan Paul is the guy I mean every time he's on the ring I'm I'm doing two things every time he's in the ring I'm usually laughing and I'm usually going you're such a dick dude you're such an ass that's the only thing I'd be coming out of my mouth with when I'm good right that's what I'm saying (laughs) dude it's it's unreal and, and it's one of those things where, first off, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy for the point that he takes this business seriously. Oh yeah, you have to take it seriously to do the work that it takes to be uh, to be a professional wrestler. And I don't believe that you know Logan Paul's went through all of the schools and trainings and and nope. and all of that that everybody has been through. So. It takes a lot. You have to really want this. And, you know, it's showing that that's exactly what uh, what's happening. And then being a heel, because the reality of it is, is Logan Wright in, in reality might be a really cool guy. Like, I, I right. he might be a person I might be like, man, you know, how you doing? Want to talk to me? Your day going great. He might be that type. But, dude, how I really think of him is that, he is like, man, don't even talk to me. Why are you even looking at me? You know, go buy my fucking drink and leave me alone. That's how, 
that's how yeah. I think of him. You know what I mean? So he's doing his job. The match was the match was good as well. We knew Miz wasn't gonna come out on top uh on that, but um yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. And this is gonna be his first match in a in, in this type of a style uh elimination chamber. I'm like, dude, are you ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so impact. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay. So we're talking we're talking about Logan Paul. I, yeah. I I've got to put this into perspective for you. Sure. How many matches do you think Logan Paul has in his professional wrestling career? including the match against the Miz. So I, I, I don't, listen, I don't, I, I, I don't think he had any before he did WWE. I just thought he did mostly just his boxing thing like his brother. So whatever yeah. that number is, and I don't know what that number is, but I would just start from that very first match we saw him and that was it. Logan Paul has now been in 10 matches in his professional wrestling career. Crazy. 10, 10 matches. Now, obviously, that's counting the Royal Rumble as a match. Sure, yeah. Um, but if you're counting standard matches, nine. It's 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 pretty Ooh. fucking crazy just how good he already is. That's what I'm saying. So you have to give him his props. And when people, absolutely, you know, if they say how he do it, it's that drive, it's that desire. You have to want it. You know. And the funny thing is, is that it's not like this is the thing about it. It's not like he has to do this. He's already a rich man. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, he's, dude, the guy, the guy's almost a billionaire, right? You he's know, almost a billionaire at this point. So when you're taking this this serious, I have to give you uh, your props, your respect, and I love that aspect of Logan Paul. But I, even as the heel, I just I like just saying, dude, you're such a dick, you know, because you're playing that role so well. The things you do in the ring, the things you say, the promos, everything just be on fire with them. So, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that um, in that um, elimination chamber. Zelina, Tiffany Stratton, of course, they're they're building up Tiff. Tiff is, uh, you know, she's looking good. She pulled off that uh, absolutely <laughs> that uh, was it moon salt or whatever um, moon salt or whatever. <laughs> uh, eh, whatever whatever she pulled it off though so she just she, jumps off she just jumps off the top you know that's right you know um and then of course uh alba fire and naomi i thought that was a great match alba wasn't supposed to really be in there uh yeah. supposed to be shotzi but she got injured and hopefully everything uh goes good with 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 her getting back to where she needs to be but uh but shout out to naomi looking good coming back this was i think her first match uh since she been um from the Royal Rumble. So Naomi's looking good as always. I enjoy SmackDown, man. And of course, how it ended. Rock just had <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I went back to being that old kid of the of watching the rock back, you know, when he was doing this thing in his earlier careers. You know, I remember he did when he told I, I'll never forget. The raw that he did, it was actually in Canada. I'll have to send you this, Steve. I'll, I'm gonna find it, and I've just seen it. Right. It's just something that he had just came back. He was he was all he left being a, a face. Although I think the fans were kind of getting annoyed with them. I think he left for some time to do a movie, and then he came back. And I'll never forget it was in Canada, and he ripped them a new one. And no one was ready for that. He told him, you can't do sing-along with The Rock. Yep. 
Yeah, it was it was the greatest promo, and that's kind of what almost reminded me a little bit about uh, this promo he did here. He was he was whooping Utah a new one, clowning yeah. them left and right. <laughs> it's it's really rare to say this kind of thing, but The yeah. Rock was in rare form, right? With with that promo, and I was so almost the, thinking, I was almost thinking like, wait, can you be saying that you're like a megastar? Like you know, of course, I mean? of course he can, of course. <laughs> All the more reason to. Now, right, now right, the, right. the thing the thing that cracked me the fuck up, obviously, is how it all ended. Yeah. And he puts up, you know, obviously, you know, the acknowledgement. But no, you have Rocky putting up the uh the the finger gun. Now, was he was he putting up the uh the finger gun that Cody used after he won the Royal Rumble? Was it saying, oh, there's not one, but now there's two? Or, you know, did mm-hmm. he finally join Bullet Club Gold? And was this a ruse from Tony Khan? <laughs> well, we know what we can next out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, of course he's not saying one or two. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, it, but it was definitely uh, just uh, another great uh take to see that kind of take place again and uh yeah man it's yeah i'm 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 just i'm just excited overall man i i tell you what i'm not going to be excited for i'm not going to be excited to watch a live show at 2 a.m because i won't be doing that um yeah <laughs> no not yeah. gonna happen it's like not what? gonna happen i'll 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 catch it the next day I think uh, Corey Graves is like, hey, if you're in the East Coast, just get up early. And if you're in the West Coast, just stay up. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no. Because if it if the shit starts at 2 a.m., then it's not going to end until like 6. Right. No, I'm that's good. The problem. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good on that. Well, the good thing is when we do get up, it should be ready to go on. PK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So fire that shit up and go. Exactly. So yeah, man, I'm excited for that. But um, that's practically all I got in terms of uh, of WWE, and and I know we yeah. went over AW. I don't know if there's anything else. So uh, a couple of things, um, you know. Obviously, we talk uh, we talked ad nauseum on this show about AEW and their lack of commitment to the women's division. Um, you know, you can say whatever you will about the the romance storylines and all this kind of stuff right it is at least encouraging for them to attempt a romance storyline as they're doing uh which has been on rampage between ruby soho and cool hand Ange. um and Mm -hmm. evidently they're using rampage as more of a character development type of a show with two matches uh, which makes all the sense in the world um yeah they are uh you know, they had Renee Paquette do, I believe, four or five backstage promos with people. So yeah. you got a lot of promos on on Rampage, which that that's a good use for that time slot for sure. Um, right. Again, again, help help your audience build an emotional connection with your characters on your show. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting, and um, evidently we're going to see something to do with the Ruby uh, the Ruby Soho and uh, Cool Hand Ange uh, thing on Dynamite. Also, uh, of note with the women's division, uh, Queen Amanada did sign and is now all elite. Um, the thing is, th- and why I'm making a point of saying this, is mm-hmm. 
the last week, um, I'd say every single show that I've watched from AEW, she's been on it in some way, shape, or form. Um, Be it wrestling, uh, Ring of Honor. They've got her in the Ring of Honor um, women's TV title tournament, even though they don't have TV. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, Yeah, so they're, uh, they're attempting to you know, create a second title in Ring of Honor for the women. Okay. Queen Aminata, they've had her in that tournament. And um, they are starting a new sit-down uh, YouTube show uh, that Renee is going to be doing on a weekly mm. basis. Okay. And it's it's going to be designed to, as a companion for, you know, Dynamite and Collision to help people, you know, invest in these characters and flesh out some of these new faces. Why should we give a shit about this person or that person? Um, I, I think that this is a really good usage of their YouTube channel and their resources. You have someone like Renee Paquette on on the the roster. Use her for what she should be used for. Right. And it's about time that they're doing this. Um, long, long overdue. And uh, of course, you know the uh, one of the best characters in AEW is Timeless Tony Storm. Right. And that just, that shows you, yes, sports entertainment stuff can work in AEW as long as you give it the runway and the time to actually happen and manifest yeah. and grow. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, her uh, her feud and uh, match that's upcoming at Revolution with Deanna Perrazzo uh, right. should, be, should be a very good match as well. Uh, and yeah. again, that's another match that they've been building. And by the time that Revolution rolls around, they will have been building that match for over a month. So wow. for everybody to sit here and say, oh, well, AEW doesn't build matches. They're building the world title three-way and they're building this women's title match. Um, and like I said, for probably a month, um, which for AEW is, that's that's noteworthy. Sure. So hopefully they're fixing some of the things that have plagued them and hopefully they can increase their attendance numbers. Uh, yeah. Because... They shouldn't be drawn sub 2000, man. They're putting on a good product. It's just making people give a shit about it. And I think that's somewhere that they've lost their way along there, along the path. Um, right. But just keep on doing what they're doing. Add in those other elements to make people care about your characters and just roll through it. I, you know, I, if I would say it would probably be a really smart move if. Tony Khan really just kind of fade out of saying anything. I think. Well, I he, mean, he has to, he has to make big announcements, you know. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the, <laughs> March March thirteenth, you know, in Boston, <laughs> big business, right? And they actually have fucking someone that went in in Photoshop and put in the word Boston. With two dollar signs in places, the one S. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just think well, just, he, at this point, just fucking announce that they've signed her. Just make make the announcement at the pay per view that you've signed Mercedes, please. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If sorry, if, I didn't mean to step on you. No, I'm, I mean I don't know. He just need, he just needs to just just be quiet. Just pretend you don't exist. Come back later on. Okay. What. One thing about when when Vince McMahon was uh, on TV, he had his run, 
and then he was off. We didn't hear anything about him. Yes, we knew he was running the show, but we didn't hear anything about Vince. With Tony Khan, it's like you always feel that he's just right there attached to everything what's going on. And and I don't think everybody needs to necessarily hear that, see that. I don't think you need to necessarily think people all the time. You don't need to have to have big announcements. You don't just shut up and let the company just run. I think the in other words, I think the, the big problem with AEW is him. You know, and I think if he was to kind of step back and not step back in terms of not doing the hands-on stuff, if he still wants to do that, that's fine. But keeping his name um, out there by constantly posting things and saying things and all of that, I think that's kind of, that's just my opinion because that's what gets annoyed. You know, when I look at some of the things that in, in certain chats I'm in, it's always uh, um, screenshotting stuff shit that he says and it's like dude let your company do the promotion like let it be from aew and that's it not you you know and when you're ready to want to say something every now and every now and every blue moon then do that but you don't have to continue to just always put yourself out there because you sometimes sound silly and look silly so yeah, yeah. And, you know, something that, yeah, uh, something that Andre mentioned right here, you know, AEW assumes the watchers are watching wrestling from all over the world, builds awareness of your great talent and focus on great storylines that may help. You yeah. know, I completely, I completely agree. Um, I, I think that, yes, uh, somebody that prioritizes in-ring product and somebody that, that likes, you know, New Japan and, and, and things outside of your normal WWE bubble. Mm. Um, I think that it's, yes, AEW speaks to me more, um, but at the same time, I could completely understand somebody that is a passive watcher or somebody just flipping through the channels. Again, why should they care about anyone on the TV? Make them care. Make them emotionally invest in the people that are on their TV at that given moment. Right. How are you going to do that? Um, so they have, I have noticed that they've started to do more and more video packages, uh, especially with the CMLL guys uh, as of late too. Yeah. Um, they're doing more media uh, insertions into the show. So they're doing more vignettes. They're doing, you know, things to hopefully start to flesh out the characters. I can see the ball starting to roll. It's just whether or not they're actually going to follow up on these things and make this a consistent kind of an approach. That's right. Uh, because if that's the case, then I think that they're going to, th then they will rebound. But it's, again, all about consistency. Uh, and as with everything else, if you're not consistent, you're not going to win. That's true. Let me get your, I was about to quickly, uh, well, I was about to get ready to end the show, but one thing I wanted to ask you that happened while you were away, and um and there's this, uh, it's two parts. I was just, I was reading up on this. First one came from Wrestling uh, Headlines, okay? And this is uh, titled, uh, TNA Impact on Access TV or on 215 draws lower, lowest uh, viewership since rebranding back to TNA. Uh, quickly, just a couple of uh, sentences. It uh, says that TNA drew 86,000 viewers for the week's installment of Impact on Access on Thursday, February 15, 2024. That's according to Spoiler TV. It says, by comparison, this is down from the show on January 25th, which drew 102,000 viewers on Access TV 
the number for the February 1st and February 8th episodes have yet to surface. So there's that one. The second thing I want to read you, this was from Kate's side uh, seats. This is from uh, three days ago. And it is titled, the TNA roster is worried about the future of the company and wrote this long letter about it. And I'm not going to read that whole letter, but it just says that last week Anthem terminated the contract of TNA President Scott Demore and named Anthony Cicione as his replacement. Now, follow-up reporting indicated that DMR and Anthem repeatedly clashed over budget decisions, among other things. The TNA roster reacted in shock and, and dismay at the news of Demore uh, exit from the promotion and Anthem's video call with the TNA roster about the news apparently didn't go well at all. The idea that wrestlers might begin asking out of their current TNA deals didn't paint a good picture for the future of the company. Now, Sand City, Steve, listen, I've I although I have not been watching uh about to say impact wrestling that's that's the one i was watching it was well, impact no one else has been watching <laughs> impact wrestling either i know but i i i really truly enjoy the product and 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 enjoy the talent yeah. but shouldn't you can see that there's a connection I, I read those because okay first off you get rid of the scott demore which first off makes no sense to me yep and then after this happens now you'll be also be not only seeing a viewer drop off but now you got talent not knowing where this business might go because you put somebody in charge who don't know the business they know the they know tv business they don't know wrestling business i don't understand like what is anthem doing are they trying to destroy this it almost seems like now we're at a point i mean at least impact was maintaining you know, they wasn't technically growing, but they weren't necessarily diving down either. They were they were steady, and it, that was okay. Now it's almost beginning to seem like that plane's about to take that nosedive, and this is going to be unfortunate. What was your take? Because I never got a chance to get it. Hearing about Scott Demore being let go, I mean, I, I I read it several times last week when I I'm like this can't be true and then read who took over the company read what his quote unquote qualifications are and I'm like this does not make sense Dude, I don't know I I, <laughs> I I don't I don't get it I genuinely do not get it um obviously you know seeing the news that Scott Demore was let go I I couldn't believe it uh, it was something yeah. that you know, just uh, just back in January at the Hard to Kill event, right? You had Scott, you had Scott Demore cut one of the most impassioned speeches yes. in in ring that we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, and you know that that event and the TV taping, they they felt like as if it it was going to be a new start for a company that you know quite honestly needed a break. Uh, they needed they needed a a fresh start um, and things to go right for them, and then immediately after, seemingly, you make this decision. Um, yeah. It's it's troubling because you've got you've got a serious morale issue uh, in TNA at this point, and it it all comes down to the treatment of Scott Demore uh and it shows genuinely just how much he was beloved by that roster yep um and dare i say not just by the roster but look at the viewership by the fans as well because yep. keep in mind 
if you're a fan, you see that Scott Demore, who was in charge of creative and was Mr. TNA for all intents and purposes for years, mm -hmm. he's let go. Okay, so why as a fan would I necessarily tune in? Right. You know, it, it, there are going to be there are going to be some of those people that recognize that how how much he has his hands in everything creative with that company or had uh, his hands in everything creatively. And, you know, you said it yourself. There was a huge drop off in the viewership. The thing is. TNA is coming back here to Vegas in uh, in April for the tickets. Rebellion pay-per-view. It's one on sale this uh, weekend. Yep. Tickets went on sale. I already bought mine, so I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's it's somewhat disheartening. Um not that the people that are there uh are, you know, bad or that, you know, this new guy, even if he doesn't have a mind for the business, but I think that Scott really brought a lot to the table with TNA. Absolutely. And I, I said it immediately after, if I am Tony Khan, I have already called Scott Demore. <laughs> I have already reached out to him and I'll, and I'd say, Hey Scott, I want you hey. to come and work and work for us, but you can have the reins to ring of honor. It is your baby. Mm. Have fun. Do with it as you please. Yeah, oh, that would be great. That is what needs to happen. And that, Tony Khan, if you are watching this show, is what you should do or should have already done. Right. Please and thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny you went there because I was actually thinking like, well, maybe he could be the general manager of, of NXT. You know? <laughs> you got Regal. You got oh, Regal. You already, you already got an AEW cast off. Come I on. Know, I know. But man, I, I just wanted him to have some sort of placement. I don't want Scott Demore to go away. I want I need him in pro wrestling somewhere. You're just you, you're just gonna no sell that comment that I threw out there. No, no, that's I know. I'm actually I'm, I'm Will, okay. Will William Regal, the AEW cast off. Oh, right. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Yep. Pretty much. But uh, no, I. Scott Demore will be an asset for whichever company he latches on with for sure. I, and I, and like I said, like you say, it's somebody should already have called him already should be in his ear. Uh, he shouldn't be trying to figure out what his next move, unless he's got several promotions calling him up and he's got options, you know, I mean, come on now. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was sad to read that. And, uh, We'll see what happens, man. Because listen, if you ain't got your talent behind you and they asking trying to get out or or they're not motivated, your product's gonna look shitty too. You know, believe me. It just it goes all downhill from there. So anyway. Yeah. Well agreed. thank you everybody for hanging out with us this evening. Uh every time I think we're gonna have the the whole crew the following week, it's always somebody else that uh <laughs> that'll be out. Uh, I'll be why we do it live. That's right. That's how we do it live. Uh, hopefully, uh, I definitely should be around at least till uh, Mania kicks in. I know I won't be here that weekend because I will be in the fillet. But uh, yes, but outside of that, I should be here, um, you know, going forward. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy wrestling talk. We didn't do our regular segments. Also, programming note, it won't be a three count. Uh, uh, 
recorded later tonight or released on Tuesday. Uh, like I say, we'll get back to it once we get all the other guys and everything. But really, we just wanted to hang out with you all tonight. We appreciate you. So with that, uh, final thoughts for you, Sin City. Absolutely. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, also, a very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, repsports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout weight loss and general energy needs. Again, repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right. The Elimination Chamber. Shout out to you, Micah. I see you, man. Thanks for hanging out. You, you hopped on right at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> I like giving Micah some hills. Good to see you, man. Uh, American Bam Bam, as always, appreciate you. Andre, Charmaine, people that hung out with us. Thank you. Yeah. We love it. And if you do it every... Uh, you know what? Y'all come every week we do this. Maybe we'll start just growing and growing and growing and more. But we gotta have a we gotta we gotta grow our, our, our fan base like all you know, like AEW needs to grow theirs and TNA needs to grow theirs so we can become the WWE of podcast, right? Boom. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. So with that, y'all take care and happy wrestling to you all. Vegas bad boys of podcasting.